0: Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, Jesus. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. I feel a stirring in this this place today. Hallelujah, Jesus, hallelujah, Jesus. I'm just gonna jump into the word if you would like to stand. So that then you can sit back down. I'm gonna go to uh, Numbers 23 and 19. Just one verse to start with today. It said, God is not man that he should lie or a son of man that he should change his mind. Has He said and will He not do it? Or has He spoken and will not fulfill it? And I think it's fitting if we just go to the Lord for a minute before we get into the Word today. Hallelujah, Jesus. I'm so thankful, God. I'm so thankful to be in your presence today, Jesus. I'm so thankful for your peace, God, for your anointing, Jesus. I pray that you would have your way through the rest of this service today, Jesus. That you would open our hearts, God. You would open our minds, Jesus, to receive what you have today, God. No matter what it is, I want what you have for us in this place today. And we're gonna thank you and praise you for it hallelujah in jesus name in jesus name you may be seated thank you jesus hallelujah praise the lord church i am so thankful to be back i've been gone for a couple weeks it feels like months at this point i say that although it also feels like january was yesterday and oh my lanta i told you i can't i'm so sorry if you see me barefoot, I'm standing on holy ground, okay? My shoes are clicking today and I can't handle it. <laughs> if you've been around me, you've heard them. They're, they're just clicking for some reason. But I am so thankful to be back. I'm so thankful for the opportunity. I always wanna thank pastor for trusting me enough to come up here. I really don't feel like sometimes I should be. Um, but I want to thank Pastor for it. I give him all the honor. I also want to honor Zachary, my husband. <laughs> he's all—he's always with me. He always sees me, you know, making these sermons and stuff. It's not always probably pleasant. I mean, sometimes I'm like, I just don't know what to do. I don't feel like I'm going to do it eloquently, do it right, you know, as I go. I don't know what to do. <laughs> but I'm thankful. And I just want to give honor to them today Um, and I'm just gonna say I uh, I kind of felt the same as Zach this past week I was going back and forth I was thinking about you know my sermon what I was gonna preach I was trying to figure out God's Word and I I just kind of felt a confusion as well and then lo and behold I was mowing and I felt a thought come onto my mind and we're just gonna go with it so I'm talking today on promise keeper this might be really short but that's okay it's what God has so the good old dictionary slash Google because I don't own an actual dictionary I don't know who does maybe some of you do look at that I knew it I knew there'd be a, I knew there'd be a few Good people, if the internet never ever gives out, I'm coming to you for my scripture dictionary definitions. (laughs) But the dictionary (laughs) defines a promise as a declaration or assurance that one will do a particular thing or that a particular thing will happen. So someone might say, I promise I'll bring you food which is my favorite kind of promise someone might say i promise i'll be on time which is one i don't use very often because i don't want to break my promises (laughs) someone might say i promise i'll be serious me and zachary are great at that one i promise i won't be sarcastic me and zachary are really great at that one and (laughs) there's there was a joke that says i was disappointed to have to pay for my new roof they promised me it would be on the house get it because your roof's on your house <laughs> it makes it funnier to explain so has anyone ever made a pinky promise with somebody it might have been a long time ago yeah i know my girls down there i knew they'd be the ones who had uh, <laughs> So the origins of a pinky promise are thought to come from Japan and they were very serious because the point of the pinky promise was that if you broke the promise, they broke your pinky off. You better watch yourself with those pinky promises. Can come over there, take them off one by one. <laughs> but promises can be a very serious thing. Almost seven years ago, I promised that sweet man in the back, Zachary, That I would love him and be with him throughout our entire lives no matter what happened to us we made a promise to each other a very serious promise to each other and I want to talk about God's promises today the thought that God just laid on my heart I was out there mowing doing my business dying in the heat (laughs) doesn't matter it's still better than snow to me (laughs) but and I just felt God, I, I felt God say, there are some people that I promise things to. God made some promises, whether it was a long, long time ago, whether it was last week, God made some promises that some people have either forgotten about or tried to go and do their own way. But I'm simply here to say that Jesus is true to what he says. He'll do what he says he'll do. We can depend on Jesus backing up His promises and fulfilling them. People often disappoint us and sometimes lie to us. I try, I've re- it's been my life goal the past few years to be places where I, when I say I'm going to be there on time, don't look at them about what time we got to their house yesterday. But when, it's been my goal. To be on time when I say I'm going to be there, but that doesn't always happen. Sometimes people fail. It just so happens that mine happens around time a lot. But God never fails. God's never late. He's always on time. He has a 100% success rate. And we can look to his word on how he's going to fulfill it. Jeremiah 33:14 says, Behold, the days come, saith the Lord, that I will perform that good thing which I have promised unto the house of Israel and to the house of Judah. And Isaiah 55:11 says, So shall my word be that goes forth out of my mouth; it shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing whereto I sent it. In first Kings eight fifty six, it says blessed be the Lord that has given rest unto his people Israel according to all that he promised there has not failed one word of all his good promise which he promised by the hand of Moses his servant God will do what he says he will do a hundred percent of the time he will do what he said it might not always be in our timing We might not always technically see it come to fruition. We all deal with things in life. We all deal with uncertainties in life. And when that time comes, we have to think about what we should do when we're uncertain, when we're not sure, when we don't see the promises that he's done. We have to trust in the Lord. We have to continue to hold on to his faithful promises. In the midst of uncertainties and troubling circumstances, we can still have peace we can have God's peace I'm always saying God have put your peace that passes all understanding upon us because it doesn't make sense sometimes to have the peace that we have when everything's going on in our lives when things are going crazy when you don't understand how a situation is going to work out or how you're going to get the money for something or what your life is going to look like God is always going to be there and you can still have that peace no matter what he promises to keep us in perfect peace when our mind is fixed on him. And to go back to the word, Genesis 15 talks about a pretty famous story that I'm sure you all know. We're going to talk about Abraham and Sarah and the promise that God gave to them. So Genesis 15, 1 to 6, it says, I'm sorry, mine's going to be a little bit different. I told him I thought I had the right version, but sometime later, the Lord spoke to Abram in a vision and said to him, Do not be afraid, Abram, for I will protect you and your reward will be great. But Abram replied, O oh, sovereign Lord, what good are all your blessings when I don't even have a son? Since you've given me no children, Eliezer of Damascus, a servant in my household, will inherit all my wealth. And behold, the word of the Lord came to him, saying, this one shall not be your heir, but one who will come from your own body shall be your heir. Then he brought him outside and said, look now toward heaven and count the stars if you are able to number them. And he said to him, so shall your descendants be. And he believed in the Lord and he accounted it to him for righteousness. And in Genesis 12, to three, it says, now the Lord has said to Abram, get out of your country from your family and from your father's house, to land that I will show you I will make you a great nation I will bless you and make your name great and you shall be a blessing I will bless those who bless you and I will curse those who curse you and in you all the families of the earth shall be blessed that's a pretty big promise I've never made one like that telling you know you're going to be great you're going to have a great kingdom all the stars are going to be that's the number of your descendants you can't even see it Abraham knew God's promise he heard it God told him God went with him he showed him he said you're gonna have a great kingdom but he started to question it he was trying to get it fulfilled in his own ways through Eliezer through Ishmael through all these other roads he tried to take to fulfill this promise that God said but God's ultimate plan was for Isaac to be the son of the promise sometimes we get tempted that to think that god's promise is enough well he promised this it hasn't really happened yet so let me just figure it out i'll make it work i mean god promised it maybe this is god this is how it works i'm supposed to do this this and this i'm supposed to have you know uh, a child from my servant but that's not always how it works we have to trust in god's timing since he's a promise keeper we have to listen to him to listen as he will make things clearer as it goes on when we hear from God we have to align ourselves with his word that's the first step the first thing God makes you a promise you got to stay in his word because his word is what will come to pass. His word is how you'll stay with him, how you can be in tune with him to hear what he says so that you know when you start going down another path, you'll have that that warning in your head, ah, oh, this isn't of God, this isn't of God, this is gonna take you down the wrong way, just trust my timing. Because sometimes we can get confused. We listen to other voices, other guides that maybe aren't the right one, but, If we listen to the true guide if we listen to God and we continue to be in his word to have faith in his word he's going to fulfill his promises Abraham knew the Word of God but the fulfillment of his promise hadn't taken place yet so he tried to do it on his own and when things can become clear it can get hard to wait and serve and just listen sometimes you can listen without hearing anything maybe he's not talking to you at the time maybe you're just not hearing the right things or hearing what you want but sometimes God is just having us wait he's teaching us patience he's helping us practice our faith in him listening to God's promises, obeying his way makes things clear eventually. And sometimes it might not be when we want it to be, but he wants us to obey him one step at a time. He doesn't always reveal everything to us all at once, as frustrating as it might be. That's just how it is. And if we're gonna go back to Abraham, to 7 to 15, says then the Lord told him I am the Lord who brought you out of Ur of the Chaldeans to give you this land as your possession but Abram replied "O sovereign Lord how can I be sure that I will actually possess it the Lord told him bring me a three-year-old heifer a three-year-old female goat a three-year-old ram a turtle dove and a young pigeon So Abram presented all of these to him and killed them. Then he cut each animal down the middle and laid the halves side by side. He did not, however, cut the birds in half. So Abram presented all of these to him. Oh, he did not, however, cut the birds in half. Some vultures swooped down to eat the carcasses, but Abram chased them away. As the sun was going down, Abram fell into a deep sleep and a terrifying darkness came down over him. Then the Lord said to Abram, you can be sure that your descendants will be strangers in a foreign land where they will be oppressed as slaves for 400 years. But I will punish the nation that enslaves them, and in the end, they will come away with great wealth. As for you, you will die in peace and be buried at a ripe age. And skip into 17. says, after the sun went down and darkness fell, Abram saw a smoking fire pot and a flaming torch pass between the halves of the carcasses. So the Lord made a covenant with Abram that day and said, I have given this land to your descendants all the way from the border of Egypt to the great Euphrates River. God gave Abraham great promises, but he needed to wait many years for their fulfillment. Some of them were to be fulfilled through the succeeding generations even. He wouldn't even see them be fulfilled in his lifetime he had promises given to him that were going to be through his family so when things continue to be unclear God may continue to reveal certain details to you over a long period of time through things that maybe you won't even see maybe it is about your family maybe he's promised you your family but things are going to happen even after you're gone or long ways down the road He'll keep revealing it one step at a time. So sometimes when we start to doubt or become tempted to question God or maybe are unsure about what's going on, we have to remember that God is a promise keeper. His promises are true and he's never broke a promise. Like I said at the beginning, he has a 100% success rate. And as we trust God and we depend upon him to fulfill what he has promised us, he will continue to show us each and every step what are you believing God for what has he promised you no matter what stage of life you're in or what you're dealing with whether it's it's a school or a career issue or debt finances whether it's your health or what your next step should be remember God fulfilled his promises to Abraham and he can fulfill his promises to you even though it took a long time his promises were true they're still being fulfilled to this day and it was not a short journey, unfortunately. But God kept telling him, depend on me. Trust me. I will do what I said I will do. And in G- Genesis 21, 2-3, it says she, Sarah, Abraham's wife, became pregnant. And she gave birth to a son for Abraham in his old age. This happened at just the time God said it would. And Abraham named their son Isaac. Zach, you can come. 2 Peter 3.9 says, the Lord, this is a different version. I'm sorry, I didn't put the version. The Lord isn't really being slow about his promise as some people think. No, he's being patient for your sake. He does not want anyone to be destroyed, but wants everyone to repent. In Hebrews 6.15 says, Abraham waited patiently and he received what God had promised. All of that to say, it might've been the same thing over and over, but all of that to say, I just felt like God put on my heart that someone, someone here, all of us here, me, whoever it is, has been battling with some promises God promised you things long ago that you got tired of waiting for and you tried it your own way only for everything to go terribly wrong. Or you've even forgotten about some of the things that God promised you because they didn't happen so you just figured it wasn't going to happen. God promised me when I was a teenager that I was going to do great things, that he was going to use me in ways that I never thought of. And I personally, I felt like God said that to me. My teenage years might not have been that long ago. It feels like long ago sometimes. But honestly, God is using me in ways I never thought I would. Sometimes I don't even see it. I was talking to Sister Ang yesterday. We were kind of joking about like speaking at something or doing this or that. And I was like, you know what? I never, I never thought that I would be in a pulpit whether it's every once in a while, whether I never preached anywhere but here. It is something I never thought would even happen. And it just kind of opened my eyes that God is answering promises even now that I had forgot about. I had never thought about them again. I thought that that was was just me being, you know, I was over spiritual back then or I just heard him wrong or that's not what it was. But really, you didn't hear God wrong. He made a promise to you, whatever it might be, you might have it in your head, you might think of it later, whatever it might be, God made a promise to you and He's telling you not to forget it. He's telling you, this is a reminder today that He is going to fulfill it in His perfect timing. And even if it wasn't clear if we just keep following in his footsteps if we just keep listening to his will if we keep doing everything that we can do if we stay in his word if we're praying every day if we're fellowshipping with our brothers and sisters if we stay in his will he is going to fulfill it in his perfect timing right now God is right beside you telling you he hasn't forgotten. He knows exactly what he promised you. He knows exactly when he's going to fulfill it in your life and how he's going to fulfill it in your life. Abraham waited years so long that his promise literally felt physically impossible. And yet there's always an and yet And yet God delivered him Isaac. God made his kingdom from his descendants. While Abraham may not have seen it all, he may not have even seen the end of his promise. It is still going on today. So if you would like to stand, I don't know what God's promised you. I don't know what you need today, but this altar is open to come and to renew your promise with God, to continue to walk with Him, and to get a refreshing and a renewal of His promises in your life today. Hallelujah, in Jesus' name, God.